Leaders keep leading even when they're grieving. You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Marketplace Ministry. My name is Jason Smith, and on today's show, we're going to be continuing our discussion of the leadership lessons of Jesus. And on this particular episode, I want to talk about how Jesus demonstrated his leadership through the grieving process. Now, you may be wondering, Jason, where was there a place in the Bible where where Jesus was grieving and he still executed leadership? Well, I'm sure what will come to mind first and foremost for you is the story of raising Lazarus from the dead. Because we know the scripture where it says that Jesus wept, and he still was steadfast and maintained good leadership during that time. But that's not what I want to focus on today. Today, I want to take you to Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to pick up our discussion from where we left off. As you will recall, a leader first calls his followers, then he shows them what to do, then he teaches them, and then he sends them. At this point, Jesus has already sent out his disciples, and they are going into the region, spreading the gospel, telling people that the kingdom of God is at hand. They are seeking the lost sheep of Israel. They're out doing the work of the ministry that Jesus sent them out to do. Meanwhile, we'll pick up this story in Matthew 14. It says, At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had said to him, It's not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it, and went and told Jesus. So right here, as we know, Jesus has already sent out his disciples to go into the region. And at this point, John's disciples, who also would have been acquainted with Jesus' disciples, had come and taken John's body and buried it. Meanwhile, they're sending word back to Jesus about what happened. As the story continues, it says, When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. So what I want you to notice right here, and it really stuck out for me when I was reading this passage, is that John's disciples come to Jesus and tell him that his cousin has just been beheaded. I'm sure Jesus received that news and it was very disheartening for him. Even though he knew it would have, would have happened, he, even though he foresaw it coming, just hearing the news that his cousin was put to death 
that would have been something that would have grieved his heart. They grew up together. They knew one another. They, they were in ministry together. And even though Jesus is God in the human form, those human emotions that, that God gave us, Jesus experienced those. And I fully believe that God was showing me in this scripture that Jesus would have received that news and started to grieve. And that's why he departed that place to be by himself. Meanwhile, what's happening in the region is that Jesus' disciples are preaching, and the word about Jesus is spreading, and as it's spreading, more and more people are looking and searching for Jesus. So as we continue in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, it says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. So in verse 14, we see that the multitudes are pursuing Jesus. When they saw him get on the boat, they began to clamor along the shore, and they were following him as he went. They had no idea he was grieving, but they wanted to see him. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to be near him because of all of the things that they were hearing about him. And so when Jesus saw them, even though he was grieving, he took his eyes off himself. He took his eyes off his hurt, off his pain that he was experiencing from the loss of his cousin. And he was moved with compassion for them. And I think this is so important what we notice how Jesus is leading during this time. He went to grieve and mourn. People came seeking him, but instead of shutting himself away, instead of turning the people away, he immediately recovered from his grief and he began to minister to their needs. In the next verse, in verse 15, it's when the disciples came and said, hey, Jesus, it's getting late. We need to do something. These people aren't going to have time to go find any food. And it was at that point where Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And as you know, this is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And I don't think that this story is told this way in the other Gospels, but here in the book of Matthew, we hear the process that, that Jesus received news of John the Baptist's death. He went to be alone. The people came, and he ministered to them. Notice in this passage, the people didn't say, man, we're getting hungry. It's late. That didn't concern them at all. They weren't even focused on the fact that the hour was late. They were just happy to be in the presence of Jesus. It was the disciples who brought it to Jesus' attention and said, Master, it's getting late. We need to send them away so they can go get something to eat. And it was in that moment that Jesus did something incredible. He told the disciples to give them something to eat. And they ended up finding a young boy who had five loaves of bread and two fish. When they brought it to Jesus... Jesus thanked God for it. He held it up, and he multiplied it. Notice, the people didn't ask to be fed. But Jesus performed a miracle that they didn't even ask for. In reading all of this today and and reflecting upon it, it makes me think about how we often go to God and we ask him for miracles. We ask him to do something in our lives, and he's more than willing to do it. But what about those times when because he's moved with compassion, 
and he sees us and he knows us and he just does a miracle that we didn't even ask for. That is our God. He's an amazing God. And he could have shut himself in. He could have closed himself off and taken a week to mourn, decompress, process his feelings. But he didn't do that. He demonstrated strong leadership while leading through grief. Now, grief is a difficult emotion for most people. I'm 40 years old today, but I can still remember a time back when I was mm, probably 17 years old. And I was working as a systems monitor at Meyer, And while I was there, I got a phone call from my dad informing me that one of my pet guinea pigs had passed away. He had just got off work. He came in and he saw that the, the animal was lying dead in its cage. And this devastated me. Just hearing that news, I, I couldn't focus anymore on doing the work that was assigned to me. My heart was broken. I was shedding tears. And I went to the store manager in charge for that day and I said, my guinea pig passed away. I need to go home. And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, you can just get another one. And I thought how cold that was. But let's keep in mind, I was about 17 years old. So there's a degree of maturity that goes with leading through grief. And as a 17-year-old, I may not have had that. When you bond with an animal and it's your companion, it's almost like losing a loved one. It is losing a loved one because it's, it's an animal that you love. You know, in Proverbs 12.10, it says, The righteous person regards the life of his animal. And so when you take care of an animal, it's showing forth your righteousness to God by taking care of it properly. And so I was heartbroken. I was devastated. I went home. When I got there, I ended up taking my pet and putting him in a box and then I buried him in the backyard and it was a very difficult time for me. I'm sure I I don't remember all the details about what happened after that, but I do remember the experience. I remember what it made me feel like when the store manager in charge just coldly remarked, "You can get another one." That's almost like saying if your baby died, "Oh, you can just have another one." I didn't like the way that made me feel. Fast forward a few years, and now, like I said, I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I've experienced loss in my life. I mean, another time that I had to go through grieving is when I closed my business, PetCore, and I, I decided to give it away. You know, I had nurtured that business for 12 years, over a decade, and letting that go was like losing a part of me. All of the time that I invested, all of the hours that I spent honing my skills and my craft to take care of people's yards and their pets, that's time I won't get back. But it was a, it was a positive experience in my life because it, it showed me that I could create a business and that I could lead a business and, and, and cause it to grow. So it was a difficult time and I went through a period of a midlife crisis when I was probably 35, 36 years old. It's been a couple of years, but I went through that period of mourning before trying to find something new. 
you know, Rabbi Daniel Lappin talks about change and how it can be uncomfortable. And he also mentions that when you lose a loved one, that it can often take up to seven days for you to process all of the emotional grief that goes along with losing someone. But Jesus just showed us right here, you, if you don't have a week, here's how you can get over grief. And what did he show us? I'm just going to bring out a couple of insights that are key takeaways for me with this story. Number one, it's okay to mourn, but don't let grief hold you back from serving others. Find someone else who's hurting and help them. As soon as you take your eyes off of you and you start serving someone else, all of the problems and all of your cares that you've had, they go away. It's not that they just go away. It's that you're not focused on them, but you're focused on helping other people. And as you focus on that, then it changes your entire perception of of what your circumstances are in that moment. The last thing that I take away from the story is that not all miracles require asking, but it certainly doesn't hurt to ask. If you want to see a miracle in your life, I can guarantee you this, that miracles happen when we are using our gifts to serve other people. And so that's how you lead through grief. I hope this helps you today. I hope that if you're hurting and if you're grieving, that you can turn your eyes away from the hurt, away from the loss that you experienced, and that you can go out and find someone else and help them. Father, I just lift up our listeners today, and I ask God that you would allow the peace that surpasses all our understanding to guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If they're hurting, if they're grieving, Father, I pray right now that you would heal their broken hearts, Father. I proclaim that they will begin to feel your work, mending their hearts and making them brand new. Not just brand new, but new and improved. Strengthen them to be able to take their eyes off their situation, Lord, and help them to have their eyes open to see someone else who has a need and give them the means to serve them to the best of their ability. I thank you, God, for those who are listening today. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I know it's a little shorter than usual, but I pray that it's a seed sown in your heart that you can take with you today and that you can use it to go touch someone else's life. If you do me a favor, I could really use your feedback. And you can get in touch with the show by simply sending us a voice message. If you're listening through the Anchor app, you can click the microphone and send us a message. If you're listening through a different podcast host, there's a link in the description where you can send in an audio message to the show. We'd love to hear from you. Take your questions and maybe we'll answer it on a future show. Also, if you'd like to support this podcast, there is a link in the description where you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution could be as little as a dollar to as much as you want it to be. If this is really giving value to you and you appreciate what we're doing, you can help support us in what we're doing here so we can continue to make more content for you. Send me an email with any questions that you may have. You can email it to marketplaceministrypodcast at gmail.com and we'll get those emails and we will consider them. We'll answer them directly 
maybe they'll even be on a future episode of the show. So that's how you can get in touch with us. And if you you have any questions, you can also text us at 502-833-6136. And we look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, we call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. We hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you. Let us know if it did by joining the conversation. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. All the details will be in the show notes. If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve His people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.